Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts, I'm CT. I'm your other host, I'm Solo. So we had started recording this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And then we forgot to watch Rebels Recon. So we did that and then just erased everything that we had recorded because... Uh-huh. <sighs> Alright, so as you guys know, we didn't record last week because we wanted to give ourselves time to breathe and maybe hoping that a lot of the questions that we had and like problems that we had would be answered so we didn't want to unfairly judge the episodes because everything was left so open-ended yeah and i felt like a lot of it would have maybe been addressed in the finale and in a way it was kind of kind of but i'm glad Mm. i'm glad we didn't do a podcast last week because i feel like i am i sit a little bit better with last week's episode I mean, I'll Mm -hmm. say a little bit better. Before we get into the review, I wanted to give you guys a fair warning. Uh, We used to love Rebels. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to pretend like we're people who still love it to the same degree. I was really hoping that it was turning around for me. That with the episode with Kanan's death, Mm -hmm. I loved that episode. And I thought there were some real stakes here. And I really loved that. And I was hoping that would stay through through the finale. But, unfortunately, I'm not going to lie to you, we didn't love the finale. Mm-mm. Our spoiler-free review is, we ain't mad. <laughs> like, it, we weren't angry, but definitely I couldn't give it higher than a B plus for a finale. And that's even being a, a B little plus? kind. No, no, a B minus, sorry. Yeah, because I was like, I'm a C plus. Yeah, I would even say B minus. Yeah, I was B minus, uh, C plus. I was more... Okay, then it was... Yeah. Oh, okay! Yeah, you know? no, for, it was... So, we don't... We are not the type of people... We don't want to, like... <sighs> harp on something that people like. Because if you enjoy it, we're glad that you enjoy it. And we're, we're not the type of people where we want to make you feel bad for enjoying it. But at the same time, this podcast is going to be our honest opinions. Mm-hmm. And if you know that people not feeling as positively as you feel are going to upset you, this isn't the podcast for you this week. Because we're, we're going to be honest about our feelings. Because we did, before the podcast, uh, we've talked about, obviously, basically nonstop about the finale since since it aired last night. Mm-hmm. And before, or the second time, before the second time we started recording, I just had to make a list of the things that we did like. And it's not a very long list. It's guys. not a very long list. I'll be totally honest with you. So let's start off with the the Mortis episodes, mm-hmm. the the world between worlds mm-hmm. episodes. And also, this is not going to be like we're not going to go into depth on every every six episodes exactly what happens. Uh, this is a spoiler like discussion. We're hoping that you've watched through to the finale, mm-hmm. and so you'll just be able to understand when we say like key thing happened. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, you'll know the context of it. So, yeah, the, the the Mortis episode. This was easily the episode that I was most excited about. Because if you know me, I like the Mortis arc a lot. <laughs> and it's pretty much my favorite arc of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. It is a really strange, weird episode. And so I'm okay with really strange, weird things happening in Star Wars. Yep. Mm. <laughs> but prefacing to, that to a degree in clone wars the mortis stuff happens and then it gets erased from their memories 
Which I'm fine with. For the most part. They remember some of it, but they don't remember... Which is how you can get away with a lot of this weird stuff happening. The problem with the World Between Worlds episode... (sighs) Another preface. Hi, I'm Solo. And I hate when time travel is used as a crutch. Or as a plot device. And this has been a thing I've known about you for a long time, for many years. So not even in within Star Wars. I've known just in media, mm-hmm. you don't like time travel. I don't? Like, this is a, something that I I would have known about you regardless mm-hmm. of us seeing this episode. Yeah, you've known this about me. I did watch Doctor Who for a bit. Bec- and, like, that was a, a time travel show. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I liked about it... Which things like where people are like, okay, let's just go back and kill Hitler. And you're like, well, you can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can lock him in a closet. That's fine. But we can't go back and do that because it'll affect the future. Mm-hmm. So when Star Wars does it. Well, the, the, the biggest problem I had with this episode. So Ezra goes into this world between worlds, which I, I like this place. Mm-hmm. I am like a big concept? fan of certain aspects of time travel. And I won't call it even time travel, but I like premonition. I like the concept of potentially being able to communicate with the past. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that there was this sense of the Force knew what it was doing. So when you heard the voices of Kylo and Rey and the voices from the future, the Force sort of knows that this is all in the plan for the galaxy. Yes. And I'm definitely okay with, with lore stuff like this. Yeah, and I, I like being able to, like, the thought of them being able to draw from the past or the future, but not, but not, just being able to draw onto it. There still has to be limits, mm-hmm. because, again, the Force does move within all of us, and time is, I'll agree that time is, like, this, like, wibbly-wobbly concept. Like, that's stuff that I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the point that bothered me the most was the hypocrisy yes. of Ahsoka's words in the end of it. So when Ezra's in this world, he's able to grab Ahsoka out of her duel with Vader, which before we move any further, what's Vader thinking in this moment? Because we see him at the end of season two, just walking away and he's limping. But in real, like realistically, he just saw Ahsoka vanish out of thin thin air. air. He would be, he actually might have seen the portal. He may have seen Ezra come and grab her. Like, (laughs) Spongebob <laughs> Vader like what the shit I am the chosen one what the fuck just happened I'm the chosen one and I don't understand what just happened and I have and I'll never be able to even sort of do what that just what happened yeah if I could can I go still save Padme exactly <laughs> wouldn't he be like going to Palpatine and being like so uh this portal you're telling me this kid knows how to open it I am absolutely going to go find him. I can fix my fucking life. And, well, honestly, that that may have been something that happened off screen. But if you don't show it to me, it doesn't count. Yeah, I I would have preferred to see something like Vader say, I would have preferred that scene happening, or Palpatine even addressing, mm-hmm. saying at one point he, this weird thing happened to him. Mm-hmm. And so then Palpatine became obsessed to finding out more about this time travel thing but it wasn't addressed so i can't really i'm not going to give it much excuses but when ahsoka's comes out again when we were watching this we both had like the worst stank faces Mm -hmm. for the entire episode but Mm -hmm. we're like okay we're not judging yet until we see how it ends we're not judging yet until we see how it ends and 
yeah, you can bring up the point that we saw Ahsoka walk into the temple at the end of season two, which meant, may have meant that she was still alive. But, I mean, both of us kind of figured out to be kind of a symbolic, symbolic thing. We're both very big media junkies. We both watch a lot of shows and we read a lot of books. And that read to me as symbolism, which we also see in Rebels a lot. We see it a lot represented in, like, all of the animals. We see it represented when Kanan gains back his eyesight. Which, guys, he didn't actually gain back his eyesight. We see symbolism all the time, and you're like, oh, this that was beautiful and very symbolic. And then they were like, no, no, guys, because it was it, literal. it echoed the, the, her exit from Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess we should have seen more of this coming, but I still think it could have been handled a little bit better. So, Ahsoka gets taken out and this is probably my biggest issue is that when Ezra and Ahsoka go and try to save Kanan Ahsoka has this really what I would like uh, like big monologue about how he can't go save Kanan Kanan died saving them if if Kanan doesn't die here he you you all die mm-hmm. you don't get saved and sometimes you need to let the the force play out as it was intended. This you need to let the sacrifice happen. She has a speech, and we're like, "Good job, Ahsoka." And you're, we're thinking, yeah, we're like, "Oh, oh, good," because this is what you did, Ahsoka. You you sacrificed yourself to save, in because you didn't want you weren't gonna leave Anakin again, mm-hmm. and that's what you said. You're like, "I'm not gonna leave you again," mm-hmm. and also, you're you're gonna hold him off long enough so that Kanan and, Ezra can... and Ezra can get away. Yeah, and I think Maul. <laughs> Right? Wasn't Maul oh, also yeah. involved in that Maul too? Was also there. Whatever. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Everything she's saying, she's also saying to herself. And it's preparing Ezra for when he needs to go back. And so, or when she needs to go back, rather. Mm-hmm. And also, Palpy can see into this realm, this so void. He knows it exists mm-hmm. somehow. Through alchemy. Through alchemy. Through Sith alchemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fine, I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, the only... Uh, this could have been one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. if it weren't for the fact that Ahsoka didn't go back to the place and time... Where she was pulled from. Where she was pulled from. And we talked about this in our first recording of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, when they're running from Palpy, or they're t- leaving... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezra's like, everyone's gonna be so excited to see you. And Ahsoka goes, I, I can't go with you. And both me and you are like, okay, thank God. We're like, yes, here it is. Good. Here it comes. She's like, no, I have to go back into my portal. And that's what we kind of assumed was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so if you see Ahsoka go back into her portal, and through this confront not confrontation with Ezra, but reunion with Ezra in the future... Through something, she gains the confidence or gains, like, this extra boost of energy to hold off Vader just long enough that she also lives. Yeah. Am I a huge fan of that? No, but I would be way better with it. Yeah. If you would have literally shown me her fighting with Vader or something and she's able to, like, overpower him or just, like, roll away. Mm-hmm. Cool! Because at least you've shown me that she had intended to survive through basically herself. She draws upon this inner power of herself. And that she was destined to, d- to survive that place mm-hmm. where she was. And that's why she was allowed to live, because she was supposed to survive there. Because she always had the strength within her. Cool! And, yeah. But that's not what happened. She just goes and gets teleported to the Sith Temple thing. 
She's just out of the confrontation. Plain as day, a setup for the Ahsoka movie that I I know Lucasfilm wants to make. Which you know what? I'm down with because I love Ahsoka, but also the way you set this up was fucking horseshit. (laughs) It could have been handled in a much better way that made me go, okay, all right, all right. I don't personally agree with it, but you know what? At least it didn't feel like it was buggery assholeness. And you can <laughs> introduce this new force thing just as a plot device to save your favorite character, and then and immediately then just destroy it. and then immediately destroy it so no one else can use it. That is so. It was. Oh my god. I've written better things in my RPs. Again, I I want to say this again. I'm really, really, really sorry. Because I know a ton of ton of people love Rebels, and I want to love Rebels so badly. And clearly, as someone, I work in the animation field. Cl- Clone Wars is both of our favorite Star Wars thing ever. Yes. Every Star Wars movie thing, whatever, Clone Wars is both of our favorite things. And so I equally want to love Rebels yeah. just as much. It's the spiritual successor and also literal successor to it. Yeah. So, like, I want to love it. But I don't feel like enough thought was put into this. I feel like this was them being like, well, we we really want Ahsoka to be alive. So let's just, let's just, uh... We'll introduce mm, this really... Time travel. Time travel thing, but then destroy it. So that nobody like, else can do it, because it's very world-breaking, and we know that. Yeah, ex- except for then Palpatine still has the portal thing, and he only Ezra can open it. Which, oh my god. I, mm. Guys, okay. As a person who consumes a lot, again, we consume a lot of media, I also enjoy comic books. But you know what I fucking hate? Is when so many people, so many people in comic books, this happens all the time and it's why I don't consume a lot of mainstream comic books anymore. Because every writer is looking to write the most powerful thing, the best thing. They always have to, like, one-up the source material. Every Batman story has to be the best Batman story. And I, and I hate it. And it happens all the time, especially in Western media, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're Western. This happens all the time in Western media. You don't see it happen as often in anime because it's like the original creator telling it always. Yeah. But because we have this thing where it's so many writers get to write all these pre-existing characters. And they're like, well, I grew up loving this. And then you're like, oh, and then you're clearly inserting your own OC. Who is also the chosen one. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> exactly. I think the one-upping the sourcing material is what is bothering me. Because if you had something like this happen not in Luke and Anakin's timeline, I would be 20 million times more chill with it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're introducing this to a character... Who would literally exist at the same time as Luke and is about the same age as Luke. Is it the exact same age as Luke? I'm pretty sure. I think they were born on the same day. <laughs> so then, okay. Wait, did they have the same birthday? They do. I think I, I think they had the same birthday. Oh my god. I think technically Luke and Leia were born the same. Yeah, yeah, they have the same birthday. They're literally the exact same age. <laughs> this is, it's, it just seems so juvenile. And I'm, and again, I don't, I don't want to harp on things that other people like because you know what? I'm glad that you like them, and I'm glad that you're happy with it. I and we, just, and we want, and want I want to, to be so that badly because we're huge Kanan and Hera stands. Yeah, and I will say this: I'm professoring a little bit. I love Sabine now. 
Oh, yeah, yes. I, I never disliked Sabine, but I was always kind of like, nah. Her growth was very good this mm-hmm. season. Counterintuitive to Ezra, who I do feel like I liked him as a person more by the end of the show, but I hated him and his powers. I was so tired of of Jesus Ezra being able to do everything that nobody else could. And I'm like, you're saying that Ezra can do this, but Palpatine couldn't do this? You're saying that this person can do... Th-? Like, Ezra can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He can do so much. And that's not even... It doesn't even make a lot of sense, because he, he doesn't even have a lot of training. But yeah, it, I, it always kind of seemed like he could do Is everything. he the chosen he, one? <laughs> he was, it seems like he's the chosen one in a way. He's the one that can go into this time travel thing. He literally becomes the person who can control the fate of the entire galaxy for, I mean, however long he's in there. Mm-hmm. He becomes that person. He's the one who can communicate with all the animals. He's He has all these friends in all these different places. It, it, it kind of... It made him a little bit too important to the source material for her him to survive yes and never be mentioned yes and i know there's there's no way that you can go back in time and someone offhandedly mentions ezra bridger and i know there's we want to write and expand this universe yes i think we can just do it in different time periods i think and i how you think that there's a way to do it inside this time period but the second that you had like literally palpatine knows ezra's name you're like okay okay so ezra so palpy Knows Ezra's name and knows who he is And then the whole trilogy. And then is never worried about him again, even though Ezra's so powerful. Ezra's so powerful and Ezra's still alive. Ezra's way more powerful than Luke is. At least whatever we see of him in the movies. Yeah. We don't have enough Luke extra content right now to even sort of, like, compare Luke's abilities. Yeah, like, Ezra's at the... I feel like Ezra is so powerful. He's at, like, where Luke is in, the like, The Last Jedi. I feel like that's, like, a closer thing, because, like... Yeah. I'm like, how, how? How did Ezra get that powerful that quickly, and then no one ever worries about him again? During this entire war, no no one's like, I'm worried about that Ezra Bridger kid Ezra coming Bridger. back from fucking from hyperspace. Yeah. And if he comes back... With those whales. With those whales, he could just ruin everything. If he can just control these whales... Well, shit. Yeah, it'll be interesting, because we, when we watched Rebels Recon, they did confirm that Ezra and Thrawn are still alive somewhere. And I could see them being maybe somewhere in wild space, where they're kind of trapped there. Because we do know that wild space is kind of this weird thing that kind of sucks sucks you in there. I, okay, but but he has hyperspace whales. So are you telling me that the space whales can't hyperspace out of wild space? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would the whales agree to go into wild space then? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And also, if you're gonna leave... If you're gonna leave Ahsoka and Ezra alive, then you should have just fucking left Kanan alive too. (laughs) Because there's no stakes and you don't care. And something... I mean, I was 100% expecting this to happen, and I we were, like, crying thinking about it, because mm. we thought the ending of the show was going to be... Because Ezra says something, he's like, oh, I can't wait to come home. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to come back, he's going to be an, an animal spirit, too. Mm-hmm. So oh, they gosh. would see Kane and Wolf with little loath cat Ezra. Yes. And that, we were, we said we were that to ready. each other, and we're like, that's going to be the ending, and that's going to be perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, nope! And then, no, and then we watch Rebels Recon, and... We are told that they've definitely both survived. And we're like, excuse me? Yeah. Pardon me? Is that- then what's the point? And they both, they definitely both survived 
past the ending of the war. Not even just like past A New Hope, past Empire, because really by the time The Last Jedi, not The Last Jedi, The Return of the Jedi comes around, Yoda's like, hey, Luke, you are the last of us. You're the last Jedi. So clearly at this point, yeah, okay. I, I, I sound like such an awful fanboy, but- But no, this is your source material, and- When you have a movie also later called The Last Jedi that really focuses on Luke being the last one. Yeah, these are things that you just can't do if you want to remain inside the universe in that same time frame. It's not fair. It's very much cheating the narrative, and it doesn't- It's unfair to your audience, because your audience is like, but you told me. And- But you said this, so this is law, because I only have your words to go by, because this is fiction. And I, I, I've mentioned this in our, I think our last, last podcast, is that I feel like they're coming out with too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. And they're going to end up running into similar issues that they had with the uh, the old EU. I'm like, I don't want another get, retcon. Yeah, old, way too convoluted. And I loved everything they were doing so far. But it's really risky to have both Ahsoka and Ezra alive. And I, Making it I know the you war. can be like, well, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, so she technically wasn't a Jedi. That's such a cheap loophole because she was fully trained as a Jedi. She still knows all of it. She knows all of she it. She knows way more than Ezra does. And she knows way more than Luke does. Yeah. Luke, Ahsoka wasn't training as a Jedi since she was a young gun, since she was probably like four or five. Yeah. She was being she trained w- as a Jedi. She was a youngling being trained as a Padawan and made it to Jedi Knight. Luke, or... Uh, did she ever make it as- I don't know, she- oh, she never made it as Jedi Knight. She, she did- was a Padawan. Okay, that's yeah. right, she did give away her Padawan brain. Yeah. Okay, she was this close to until she got framed. <laughs> but either- yeah, either way, she was trained for at ten years. As Luke trains for a couple weeks under Yoda, and when Yoda's dying, you'd be like, ah, oh, alright, she doesn't call herself Jedi not call she, but, uh- But knows Jedi lore she does! <laughs> Fucked her over, I did. Mad she might be. <laughs> exactly. And I know there's no way to go back in time. Well, technically there is. <laughs> and, like, fix that. But when you're writing new stuff... You have to pay attention to stuff like that. And I, I know, or I or explain are, it. And they are focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And they did acknowledge that this may be an issue. Because they have a whole story group dedicated to it. They just felt like didn't matter for some reason or the way they could explain it away would be fine but it's getting it's getting a little too convoluted and i feel like and i i really 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 hate to say this because i don't want to sound like one of those dumb cheap fanboys but it's cheapening your original narrative and and as someone who doesn't even like the original movies that's me hi mm. but you still can't just throw them away that's that's the universe that's the original lore that is the stuff that you have to respect they're basically the laws of your world mm-hmm. and you can expand upon them and you can it's not like you can only use the force powers from the the first movies and be like well we never saw that no you can expand upon this stuff you absolutely can but there are certain things that you can't like they can't suddenly be a triplet of the skywalkers <laughs> you can't just suddenly be like and then there was one. a third kid that they just threw away um, like this is a side story but one time i was joking and i got like a bunch of people mad at me because I was like, oh my god, Luke, when he dies, he sees twin sons. That means Kylo has a twin. And I was joking. Uh-huh. But so many people were, like, commenting, thinking I was serious. I'm like, oh god, no. That would be so awful if that... Yeah. <laughs> no, clearly not. Guys, no. I, it was a joke. 
this was... But it, it's getting to the point where shit like that is... Feels like it's happening? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, what? what? What are you gonna bullshit now? What, what are you gonna bring in now? And how... You're not even doing a good job of explaining it. Because mm-hmm. if you at least... And it, I, I, I can excuse like a lot. explanations are happening in... Just, yeah, ways that are way too confusing and that you're shoehorning in there mm-hmm. so you can have these characters still be around and kicking. Mm-hmm. Because it's something just so doesn't totally sit right with me with Ahsoka being around and not being a part of this war at all. But I, I mean, at least we do see in the novel we do kind of see her like being around in the war but then like taking this step back so at least for ahsoka i can make a little bit more of an excuse i wish you would have shown me her her comeback in a better way her yeah her in the novel that i mean that's still like the end of the clone war shit yes but but we do beginning of the galactic empire rebellion yeah but we can see that she has taken stances before where she's like i'm stepping back and this isn't my fight but even though she turns around and she's like, I have to save these people. Yeah, I mean, and I would it's, actually be, like, way more chill with it if they really didn't focus on so much of looping The Last Jedi and focusing on, on it so much that the last movie was literally called The Last Jedi. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because Ahsoka, I can make these excuses for, I guess, but Ezra, I can't. You telling me that Ezra is still alive somewhere that, okay, he's we... a, someone who's still considered a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And before we watched Rebels Recon, I was kind of thinking that maybe Ezra wasn't alive in the sense that, you know, he was alive and kicking, just like you and me. Mm-hmm. More alive and, like, a spiritual presence, some some sort of weird force thing. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's what they're going to look for. Some sort of, like, a relic of Ezra that, uh, like, some holocron or I don't know. Something weird and forcey. Mm-hmm. But, nope, they're just alive and kicking, both of them. They're both just alive. They've survived it. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we're, like, we're still technically talking about the first episode uh, from two weeks ago. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think the long story short there is easily could have been one of my favorite episodes if they had just, if if Soka had made that decision to go back to the time where Ezra pulled her from. And... She still could have survived. Am I still not great with it? Yeah, I'm still not great with it. But at least you see that Ahsoka wasn't so hypocritical with her stance on Kanan. Yeah. And she's like, no, I need to go back to my time with my fight with Vader. Because especially she has this whole thing of the reason why she stayed behind is because of her guilt of leaving Anakin in the first place. Yep. So she even says in that moment, like, Anakin, I'm not going to leave you this time. But then she's like, but then well, she left. Okay, I, well, Ezra just pulled me out, but I wish she had gone back into that time point and we saw her be able to hold off Vader with this, like, newfound confidence, like you said. Yeah. And, well, and or... And, like, the, it, the temple... Yeah. Falls down and, like, separates them or something. Because yeah. then you're like, okay, then Ezra... Then, uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. How many people's names can I name that are the wrong name? Mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Then it's not like Ahsoka literally left because she's like, oh, she, she's like, I, I'm separated from him. I need to go around. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to leave you. I, you know, I feel really bad that this episode is already almost at a half hour because I was originally thinking that this would be a really short episode because I knew we were going to be so negative and I didn't want to be that negative. But here we are. We are the Knights of France. 
we sometimes take a bath. I need a shower. And things that I did like about this episode, though, I really loved the 2D animation sequences. Mm -hmm. I thought those were beautiful. They were very pretty. I really liked the theme of holding hands and trying to hold hands with people across (laughs) the galaxy. Palpatine trying to hold Ezra's hands. Uh, The wall paintings, you had to, like, touch hands with them Mm -hmm. in order to get them to, like... Best part? Best part? Ashoka Tano. Ashoka Tano. That was the best Ashoka. That was it. Cute. And actually, my favorite part was the uh, put the shipper's goggles on for the the voice sequences. I thought the voice sequences was really cool. Uh No, I loved them. The voice sequences, whatever they took, had to deal with. They were a little call and responsey. I liked it. Yeah, they were a little call and responsey, and they had to do with letting go mm-hmm. of the past or some or going into the future something like let go too bad they couldn't let ahsoka go <laughs> yeah i you know what <laughs> valid uh, but i'm just saying i'm like all of these res- all these things and they're like well we're blatantly ignoring everything that we're saying right now yeah, because we want ahsoka alive yeah yeah which i love ahsoka i'm a huge ahsoka stan because they're but they're i believe the- i believe in characters being able to have these graceful exits and I don't think his original one was great. I, I did too, even though I was heartbroken to see her gone. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's better than shoehorning. Yeah. And so yeah, they're really pushing the themes of letting go. And I really like the particular back and forth between Ray and Kylo, even though <laughs> of course it wasn't. you do. And of course I do. I mean, not gonna lie about it. When Kylo's talking to Vader. And then it goes to Ray being like, I'll see you again. And that's her line to Finn. But it just kind of seemed kind of call and response Because everything else was. And then seemed. Kylo ends his his part of this back and forth with, I'll finish what you started. And that was, and then very, 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 very subtly in the background, you hear Anakin say, like, I won't lose you, Padme. Mm-hmm. And this has been something us in the uh, Raylo base have actually theorized for a while that the finishing what you started i like kylo's i've mentioned this a lot but i really like ambiguous honesty where it because it does it's not cheating the narrative it's Mm -hmm. because it's always like one of those certain point of view Mm -hmm. things and so when it's kind of like the line where kylo says nothing will stand in our way but then later he calls ray nothing Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of this cool play off the nothing will stand in our way line. Right. And so I could like that with I'll finish what you started. And like, and what did, what did Vader really want in the end? And that was to save Padme. That mm-hmm. was to like save his family. And mm-hmm. he just kind of lost himself to that. So I kind of, I, I like that back and forth a lot. So I will say I appreciated that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked the voices. I, I even like the design of the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. Like it was super cool. I like one of the pathways even has the father ears on it. No. So you can assume maybe into that you would have seen into like Rose's, Rose and Finn's adventure. Yeah. Which would have been fun. Which have been cute. I, I mean, I love the owl being there. The owl? Yeah, the Where owl like, could have just been Ahsoka. Yeah. I would have been totally cool if just the owl was Ahsoka. Yeah. But I get that the owl is actually just the daughter. Mm-hmm. So, but where's the son? What kind of animal is he? Is he well, still around? Well, he didn't give his life force to a living being so that it could keep going. That's so, true. So, maybe he doesn't get to get reincarnated. No. Womp womp. 
So, more moving into the actual finale, the hour-long finale. Yes. Uh, Ezra goes and flies off to talk to Thrawn slash Palpy, and he talks to a hologram Palpy, and Palpy has himself described as the good old emperor. Like, where are they? Because not that... Because right now, the people who know Palpy's a Sith. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mm -hmm. maybe Bail Organa? Maybe. And Yoda. Yes. Like, and I'm pretty sure it might only even be Obi-Wan and Yoda. Bail mm-hmm. might know. I, I'm kind of blanking on that one. But right now, those at most are, like, the only people who know. Mm-hmm. And the more people that know... <laughs> yeah. Because Ezra clearly knows now. Yes, he does. Ahsoka knows that Vader is... It's Anakin. It's Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's getting a little it's getting a little thing where you're like Ezra's too powerful he knows too much, and it and you and also in the original movies everyone who knows that secret dies like I mean Obi Wan gets killed Bill mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. dies and then Yoda dies in the third movie mm-hmm. I mean he gets old so it's interesting that they go on this enough of a mission to try to kill all the people that know but. In the side stories, are like, oh, there's also more people who know just yeah around. Just, yeah, whatever. But I actually, I did really like this scene. I I will say it's a little, I have a little critique that it is, I know it's supposed to probably be a parallel to Rey and the Last Jedi. The only thing, though, is that because these are running together so closely in time as in terms of release, it, it kind of just seems blatantly copied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ezra's, like, motivation of, like, wanting to see his parents go again, and... So he goes he, to the fucking mirror of Erised, yeah. which we also saw in The Basically, Last Jedi. Except for he actually gets to see his parents. Yeah. It, it was just kind of thematically a little too close to mm-hmm. Ray's journey for me in particular. But I won't, I'm not going to harp on that one too much, because I actually did really like that scene other than that. I was really entranced with how Palpatine was talking to Ezra. Yes. And I thought the emotion was really good there. Palpatine is a good, good villain. Good old Palpy. He's a, he's just a very because he's so charismatic oh, when he's really just liked being the new Red Guards or the old Red Guards. <laughs> yeah, the old Red Guards showing yeah. up that didn't look like shoes. Yeah, and their their force manipulating sticks. Except for I didn't like the force manipulating sticks because we never see them again. And I'm like, they seem very powerful. Well, Why do we never see them again? Well, Ezra pretty easily. Def- killed them all so maybe they're like oh not well that's just because ezra's op <laughs> i guess so. <laughs> they were like oh we only had these three prototypes and they got destroyed whoopsies mm-hmm. oh i also really really did love the music for this episode especially yes. during the scenes with the wolves i did like i guess that was in the first part of the episode but i really like those the wolf scenes <laughs> and as someone who worked in production for a long time yeah, though, I was just watching it and being like, oh my god, this would have been so expensive. Yeah. Because, seriously, if you have more than two characters on screen, you get a slap on the wrist. Whenever, like, artist uh, storyboards more than two characters on a screen, it's kind of like, oh god, we, uh, we can't afford this. We scene. can't afford it. And obviously there's exceptions, mm-hmm. but there's only a certain amount of scenes you can do that for, but... Clearly, they are spending all the money that they could yeah. on this finale, which I'm glad they did. Yeah, which is totally understandable. I think it looked great. It looked great. And also, Prince Mononoke is my favorite uh, Ghibli movie, so I was down with the wolves in the wolves fighting. 
Yeah, that, that was pretty nifty. And uh, I am actually pretty surprised that Zeb lived. That one? Me too. Because I thought for sure he was going down well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we were very surprised that- Gregor! Oh, yeah. Gregor was- <laughs> Remember when we were watching the episode and I was like, I swear to God, if Gregor's the only fucking character that dies, I'm gonna be so pissed. You we thought Ezra basically died until this morning, so... And now I've learned that Gregor was the only fucking character that died. Besides what's-her-name, Price. The only good guy who died this episode was fucking oh, no, Gregor. No, the pig thing survived. Oh, yeah, the pig... But Gregor's dead. How... how dare you? Why? At least it wasn't Rex or Wolf. I actually like Rex and Wolf way more. Gregor was the one who kind of betrayed them, so... Yeah, but I mean, still... I know. Out of, out of, they're like, okay, well, somebody's gotta die. And Gregor. Price's whole exit was weird that they gave her, like, the choice to live. And then she's like, no, I'm going down. I will go down with the Empire. Oh, there's no way I'm gonna be joined the likes of you. But I'm like, you. She just like, didn't want a violent death. Minutes ago, yeah, she just didn't want to she be was, eaten by wolves. She was like, that sounds very violent. I know exploding doesn't hurt that bad. I, I feel like she was like, all right. You guys can just shoot me instead. That's fine. I just don't want to be eaten by wolves. Yeah. I'll explode. That's fine. Well, I think with Price, it's probably more of a, if I leave here, Palpatine's gonna fucking torture me. That's true. She probably didn't want to face the wrath of the Emperor. Probably not. But they, they saved their planet. They did. The, our, our really great review... They save the planet. They save the planet. And they clap. I really liked Sabine. I think Sabine was really great. I like <laughs> the. I really love the moment when she distracts Hera, mm -hmm. because she knows Hera is gonna freak out when yeah. Hera leaves. It was a very good. And move. that was such a good moment. I really love. Uh, and before I didn't, I would say that's why I'm like I like Ezra and Sabine's relationship. Yeah. No. It, it, this finale was like oh, they like really trust each other mm -hmm. and they have each other's back and it does honestly feel like these two siblings who yeah. are who have each other's He's back they're really like i know that mom's sister. gonna be mad but you have to do this yeah and i trust you yeah and i i absolutely really really loved their relationship because mm -hmm. i mean in early seasons i was kind of afraid they were going to force this this romance on them and they luckily dropped that mm -hmm. and never brought it back for a while and kind of just brought back this brother-sister type thing. Yeah, there'd be some comments every once in a while, but yeah. thankfully. Because, so I mean, Sabine's only, like, two years older, mm -hmm. but she has such a, like, beautiful older sister mm -hmm. kind of and it, it, attachment to Ezra, and uh, I loved it. I loved it, and, like, I'll excuse the the little comments made here and there because I mean they're both young and they are both kids, mm -hmm. and the only kid, like, the only person Ezra's ever around is this, like, beautiful older girl mm -hmm. and you're like yeah okay like maybe he, he would have a crush on her and that's a little realistic yeah, but i'm glad that realistic. they i'm glad that they evolved past it mm -hmm. because it, it it's and more like, became like so much closer yes it, it was it was very was so good well done. their their growth was beautiful mm -hmm. and sabine's growth was amazing and aside from ezra's uh, dance of machina powers i very liked ezra very much liked ezra Mm -hmm. how he ended no i like ezra as a character mm -hmm. as his op powers go i like ezra as a person i don't like ezra as a jedi there we go that's yeah. that's that's how i feel yeah i agree with that i'm with you there and then how ezra just gets shot 
Because we ever get shot. Yep. And that's for sure. You're like, okay, we know. We just saw Gregor die this, from this. This even if he survives this shot, mm-hmm. and or even if he survives this hyperspace thing, he'll die from like the wound mm-hmm. and. Especially the strain of the wound combined with how much force he, force power he must have been using to talk with these whales. Because mm-hmm. he's definitely doing well, something. It was the radio waves. Well, but, okay, yeah, you're I feel right. Like he was also. I feel like radio waves only brought the wolves. Or the, right. the wolves. The, the, the whales, whales there. there. You still have to, like, communicate with them. And he's communicating with them through a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He's definitely doing a forced stance when he's talking to them, mm-hmm. so I don't really get it. Yeah, I will say the, the, like, is there anything, like, part of the in episode that we really want to discuss? Okay. We were sad about Gregor dying. Sad about I, Gregor dying. I got really emotional during the finale, and then, I mean, I did, I did tear up. I did weep gently. I cried, yeah, but only after they showed that Herod had a kid with Galen, and I was like, bah! Yeah, that was, I mean, that was probably the the highlight, because you see this, like, That's green-haired my kid, and you're like, wait a second. So not only did these two kiss. Nate looks. <laughs> At first I was just like, oh, Herod's got lipstick on. She's so, wait, what's that right next to her? I, but I do have a critique, because I'm like, that's. That's not how you've shown half-human, half-Twi'lek kids look before. Yeah, I, d- I don't think that was the best character design. It was a very bad character design, and yeah. I hope we see him again older and he looks much better. Yeah. Because they were just like, we'll have him be a green-haired uh, human. I don't know this. So the kid is named Jason, um, and I'm sure this is out somewhere. I just haven't super paid attention. I the wonder, spelling. I wonder what the spelling is. I wonder if it's spelled like how we know Jason, or if it's spelled like Jason, like Jason Solo. And I think that would be kind of a cool mm-hmm. illusion. Except for his name should be Caleb. I, I love this is my this is my personal opinion. He should be named after his father because his father's not around. I was about to be like, well, maybe Star Wars has this thing where they don't name. Lol. Then I'm like, oh fuck Ben. Fuck Ben. And then in like the original, in like old canon where Leia names her fucking kid Anakin. That's my biggest problem with. Uh, oh yeah, no, that, it yeah, makes no fucking never sense. Name her kid Anakin. Never in a before Bale or yeah, or literally like anyone, anyone else. else in the galaxy. Before literally, she'd be like, "I'll name it Palpatine." Before I name it fucking Anakin, <laughs> I'll name him Sheev. Yeah. Before, yeah, I'd name him a million other things. Before. So I'm just like, why was his name not Caleb? Kanan never really got to live his life as Caleb, so it's not like. People are gonna be like, it's not, oh, like too cheesy. It's subtle enough that I thought would have been really nice. I actually agree with that. It would have been really nice. And like, I get it because male Twi'leks are fucking ugly and they got those bull sacks on their face. But oh. because he's Hafu, maybe he wouldn't get the bull sacks on his head. And he was also a kid, and we there was a boy Hafu that we saw. Oh yeah, we've um, seen them in Clone Wars. Yeah, in Clone Wars. That's not what half. This is not what half human half. Twi'lek babies look I'm, like. I, I wonder if they did it to really emphasize that he was part human, but I feel like they were. It was still <sighs> obvious enough with, uh, with them with the what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did she say? Just like her, like his father. Um, shit, I can't remember what he's what Sabine says. Yeah, but it's very obvious she's I, talking. I honestly about- don't think he looked enough like Hera. Yeah, and 
if I mean besides the green hair, which I guess like the pigment from her DNA can carry over. It was just not my personal favorite character choice. Yeah, not, not a character design choice. I I was definitely into it happening. Yes, because hell yes, hell yeah, they were fucking hell yeah, which, hell yeah. Which meant those two. I mean, there was like plenty of times where. Kanan was just like not in his room at night, and you were like, "What? Mm. You're like, Where? What's going on? Where are you at, Kanan? Fucking hero!" So I do, right. like, at the end of the episode, I do. I really liked that Sabine was the ending narrator of it. Yes, I like that she kind of took that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Callus Zeb, hundred percent canon. Canon. Wow, like not even subtle, like. <laughs> it was like I took him to meet my parents, and they accepted they accepted him as one of our own. And I'm like, oh, so you guys are dating? And then he yep. puts his hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, this is this is almost more Canaan than you more Canaan than you just made Canaan and Hera. It was not subtle at all. And as someone who has like backseat shipped them since the cave <laughs> episode, I was just astounded. Yeah. I was amazed because you can't tell me that's not what they were going for. That's not what they were hinting. <laughs> you if it wasn't, that. then they are very blind. Yeah. And then uh, at the very, very end of the episode, Sabine is like, oh, now I know what Ezra counted on me for. It's to bring him back and we're going to go find him. And then Ahsoka's there. Ahsoka's character design? Love it here. Beautiful. Love it. It's it's. Part of the reason why I'm definitely more okay with her existing, because her character design here was great. Uh-huh. I'm glad they addressed her pres or what her status was, mm-hmm. because I one of my biggest fears is that they just weren't going to address it after the finale. And then you're going to be like, well, what was the fucking point? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're like, you're just leaving space because you want to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm not a huge fan of Ahsoka still being around... There are some upsides to it. Yes. One, if Ahsoka is not is still alive, if she's going to be shoehorned to be still alive, she better meet Luke and Leia. <laughs> if I ever get to see Ahsoka meet Leia. <laughs> and so, like, I don't want to be as grumpy because I'm, like, crying just thinking about it because... Every time I see a fan art where Ahsoka is, like, training in, like, alternate universes, where Ahsoka gets to be the master to Leia's Padawan, I it's, like, everything I've ever wanted in life, and I'll never be able to have. So, like, if she just gets to meet them, mm-hmm. I love it. I, I definitely love that potential that's there. I still think it's a, a little, a little cheap, as we talked about. Yep, I still think it should have been handled better, but... Because it doesn't really make sense to me that Luke, after, like, no training whatsoever and Yoda having to die, wasn't like, oh, last last second, there's... There's definitely someone that we can trust. Yeah, you can trust them. And she fucking loved your father and would absolutely do this, even if she was mad at me. Yep. But she definitely... And she also feels, like, Yoda obviously wouldn't say that, but Ahsoka obviously feels very guilty about what happened to Anakin. Yes. And so she would tell me that she wouldn't train Luke, especially when Luke is like, I'm gonna go fight my father and try to save my father. And Ahsoka be like, that's been my whole deal! That has been my shit for the last 20 years! Yep. 
Or longer. I was like, as long as she's known, yeah. she's like had this guilt over Vader. That's been my shit. And that... Like even more than even more than Obi Wan. Like mm-hmm. that's definitely been my shit. And Ahsoka definitely is in the. I think it's the Ahsoka book. Mm-hmm. Um, she acknowledges her and Bail kind of acknowledge that they know Padme and uh, Anakin had a special relationship. Yep. And Ahsoka may have known, found out somehow that. Padme had children. Um, so it's potential that she has a, an inkling mm-hmm. that there's there's babies around. Um, or at that point, full adults. Mm-hmm. So I will say with that, I'm like, alright, if if, uh, if they can meet Luke and Leia, I'm, I'm a little more okay. I still think it, they're kind of writing some plots based off loopholes and technicalities. Yes. Because... Even though Ahsoka doesn't call herself a Jedi, neither did Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was like, when I... Back when I was a Jedi. Yeah. Technically, no one's a Jedi anymore because... The Order's just order's disbanded. gone. (laughs) Yeah. But so, like, so what's the point? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do like that even when we see Ahsoka come back, she's carrying, like, this staff. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm sure, like, her lightsabers could technically be under, like, her cloak and stuff. But they're very much being, like... They're at least hinting that she's, like, taken a new stance on life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, tell me why she wasn't during the war. Explain it to me. You better do it, because otherwise I'm just going to be pissed. And the, the unfortunate part is we're not going to get this for a very, very, very long time, mm-hmm. more than likely. And so, and while I appreciate certain open-endedness, it was a little too open-ended. There, is, there still has to be some sort of explanation in the meantime because (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. There's too many holes. There's so many plot holes. Yeah. And Uh, a lot of people see plot holes as opportunities, but I'm also like, but also just write better. (laughs) Plot holes. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Or just be like, you know what? We made a mistake here. We're not going to try to shoehorn something in there to try to make it make sense. Yeah. And, or try to shoehorn something in so a certain character can still be alive for this opportunity to happen. hmm Who knows? Because if you want an Ahsoka movie, guess what? There's still plenty of time mm-hmm. for it. There's still plenty of time in between Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And, and New Hope, yeah, and Rebels before mm-hmm. that happens. There's plenty of times for a two-hour movie to of excitement to happen. Yes. But, yeah, um... Like, I feel really bad, because I feel like we harped a lot on that, and, like, I mean, we did warn you guys in the beginning that we didn't love this, and before before we sign off, I did kind of want to do a spoiler-free review. I haven't, I, I've, I have read the, the Lost Jedi yes. novel. I, I will do a full podcast about it, probably later in the week, but just because it only came out today, our friend was lucky enough to send me a copy overnighted to me uh-huh. from Emerald City Comic Con. So I read it on Friday, and I do want to give it a little bit of a spoiler-free review before I go in-depth, because I did mark my book up a lot. You did. And so there's a lot to talk about. I will say, it, it was alright. <laughs> I ain't mad! I ain't mad, but I'm a little more positive about this one. I think Ray was written very well. I think there were the scenes that were added for Ray in particular and Luke... I, I didn't I did enjoy there were some things with Luke I didn't quite 
quite love, but I do like the scenes that were added. I like the, the addition of Han's funeral. I like those new scenes. The thing I did not like, unfortunately, was what they did with Finn and Rose. And I, I guess this is a little spoilery, but they make Rose super, super unnecessarily jealous of Rey for no reason whatsoever. Well, Courtney, the reason is that she's a girl. And, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it suffers a lot from male writer syndrome because, luckily, Ryan, or the editor, whoever decided that this should not be in the movie, mm-hmm. made the right choice. Because I think it comes up about seven times, Ro- Rose's jealousy and anger and bitterness towards Ray. A woman she's never met. A woman she's never met. A woman who Finn has known longer than Rose... And it kind of made Rose's actions seem disingenuine. I, I, it did really irk me to the point where it affected how much I liked the book. Because I did, I definitely loved a lot of the Ray and Kylo stuff. There was one particular scene that they added with Ray and Kylo that I love, love, love. And I won't spoil that uh, for you because I literally was like, got giddy when I read it. Right. And... It just doesn't make a lot of sense because she has this hero complex for, for Finn and wouldn't Ray's name be... I mean, she wasn't like a stormtrooper that turned, but she was also... This hero. This hero who brought him back. And at that I mean, point in time, there's probably rumors about her being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, there definitely is. So, she had this cute quip Finn and Rose do, and that's where you hoped this jealousy would be over. So Rose kind of gets mad at Finn's like, we just keep pining over Ray, and Finn's like... I'm not pining. She's my friend, and I want her to be safe. And then he literally says, like, what would you have done for Paige? Would you have done everything you could to to save Paige if you knew, like, Mm. what she was going through or what you're going through? And Rose is like, all right. And then they kind of change the subject, and Rose is like, do you think that Ray's going to have a rat tail, like a rat tail braid Uh when she comes back? And Finn's like, no, she would never do that. And it's a cute little cute. back and forth. And you're like, oh, good. It's done, right? Nope. Mm. They also infantize, mm. like, infantize Finn's feelings towards Rey. Mm. And they kind of make it seem really immature. And that he only likes Rey because... She was the first one who was nice to him. Yeah, basically. So I wasn't a huge fan of that. And unfortunately, that's a, a big part of the additions to Finn and Rey's... Not Finn and Rey's. Uh, Finn and Rose's character. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job handling uh, Ray and her POV. I think they did a decent job with Kylo. I mean, he's very interesting angry. that they can write Ray very well and then couldn't handle Rose. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Well, when Rose was on her own, mm. I really liked how they wrote Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Fry. Um, uh, Jason also. It, there were some pacing issues personally because. He was very overly descriptive <laughs> with his new scenes, mm-hmm. but then would just gloss over everything that was in the book. He's like, you read, you watched the movie, right? Yeah. It, and I, I definitely understand that, mm-hmm. but, and then he's like overly descriptive about plot holes, because that's what made me think about this, mm. is that, I mean, if there's a time and place to do it, it is a novelization, so I'm not going to fault it that much, but mm. there will be certain scenes that... He just tries to over-explain a plot hole that literally probably three people thought about. <laughs> I'm there's there's a plot hole that he explains 
because uh, Imperial Troopers, you know that, like, flashlight thing that they have in their pocket, but it's yep. actually, like, an identity key yes. thing? So Finn and Rose and uh, DJ, they have them in their pockets. And did you think anything about how that could cause any plot holes when you watched the movie? No. <laughs> but they spent a good page describing, like, that these identity cards were wiped clean in the laundry room and they were probably lost and that's why they can't use them to get into any place. And... I'm like, no one, did anyone ask this? But again, I guess the novelization is the place to answer that. Yeah. But I just, it was a pacing thing for me. Yeah. It kind of took you out of it because it felt, it felt so much like time to explain a plot hole. Because I would assume that they wouldn't be able to use it because like, it's kind of like sensitive information. It's like how you can't use anyone's like fucking ID. You're like, well, it doesn't look like you. Yeah. And I like, I kind of want to also assume that maybe they just stole new uniforms Mm -hmm. and the uniforms just come with one in the pocket and then you put the information on it when you sign it yeah Yeah. and anyway um i i definitely recommend reading the book i I, this was just a negative day and i don't mean it to because i did love a lot of it Mm -hmm. and i'll have a big discussion about it later this week when more when more people actually get the chance to read it and i actually want to read the junior novelization too before i um have this podcast but yeah it was it was a good read. I'd recommend it. I just was upset mostly about how they handled Finn and Rose when there was no reason to. There was no reason to. There's no reason to introduce it to the character mm-hmm. after they had because even if there were hints of it in the movie, it got edited out. Yeah. Because they realized it, it was awful mm-hmm. and nobody needed that. Yeah. You, you don't need just... women to be jealous at each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. Sp- you, you don't need that. You don't need that ever, but you don't need to introduce it into Star Wars when it hadn't existed before. Yeah. Which, and mostly because there hasn't been another woman character. But, when you finally have it... Right. It's, this is one I... Like, Never once is Ahsoka like... you, Stranger and, Things. Yeah. Never once is Ahsoka like, uh, Anakin, I'm so jealous you're spending so much time with Padme. I guess Ahsoka kind of gets jealous of Stila at one point with Lux, but... Wait, uh, okay. But it's, it's not like this kind of like... It's kind of this jealousy that she... Ahsoka knows that she can't ever be in this relationship. Yeah. And she likes Lux, and I feel like she's more jealous that. Uh, but at least she like can't have that. Yeah, life and that that anyway. makes a little bit and more also, sense. And within a half hour, it's solved. Mm-hmm. And well, not that she's okay with him and Stila mm-hmm. later in that episode, and then Stila unfortunately dies. But mm-hmm. and then Lux for a second thinks it's because Ahsoka didn't try enough hard mm-hmm. enough to save her. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you do see Ahsoka's journey of her accepting that that yeah. she can't have that sort of relationship so even if her and Lux would have worked out yeah they, they... and also the difference is is that if they're having a good interaction and Ahsoka's there and she's jealous at least that there's a reason for it because she saw it happen and she's like oh they have chemistry shit I'm jealous and this reflects on me I'm it's the... not I hate her because she's another girl <laughs> I've never met her whatsoever and, and I have hate- no knowledge of I don't even know what she looks like, but I hate her. Looking at you, Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes. Looking at you. Yep. Anyway, thank you for listening to another <laughs> episode of Who Talks First. I think that's gonna end the the rant for the the day. The little day. Yeah, I'm I'm one of your hosts. I'm C T. I'm your other host, I'm solo. See you next week. Bye.